It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. It's a solo show today as Landon McCool at McCoolBCB is traveling back from Dallas. Uh, but that's okay. We are gonna we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL Combine. It wrapped up on Sunday evening. Uh, I have a lot of notes from the weekend. Uh, I spent just about every single second of the Combine watching it. Um, I've got some specific notes for the Cowboys. Um, we talked about the wide receivers and the tight ends last week. We talked about those guys on Friday. So if you missed that show, make sure you go back and listen to it. Uh, Landon and I talked about potential targets for the Cowboys. Um, you know, In the second round, we talked about Denzel Mims, uh, Michael Pittman, uh, a lot of those guys that you know the Cowboys could potentially target. We talked about Henry Ruggs uh, and Jalen Rager. Um, but the most, not impressive, but... Um, surprising thing to me was tight end Cole Komet running a 4.70 uh, at the combine. I, I, I was kind of thinking when I watched his film, he was maybe more of a 4.8 guy. Um, he obviously had some problems changing directions uh, with his poor three-cone time, but uh, I think you can see the upside there uh, as, a, as a tight end who can make plays down the field. Uh, I still have questions about his blocking, but... Uh, We'll see. I think that's somebody the Cowboys could certainly target, you know, maybe in the second round, potentially in the third round if he falls. Um, a lot of these other tight ends, you know, they didn't impress me. Hunter Bryant, a guy that I did like a lot, did not perform very well. And when you combine that with uh, some of his medical problems and the lack of size, that to me feels like a guy who could potentially fall on day three. Uh, and I would certainly have some interest there. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to some other positions. We're not going to talk about the offensive line too much. Uh, just because the Cowboys don't have a big need there, 
Uh, this, this is a fantastic offensive line group, though. Uh, it, it just it, it's bad or it stinks that the Cowboys don't need an offensive lineman this year in some ways uh, because the talent is so good. Makai Becton uh, running that impressive 40-yard dash. Tristan Wirfs dominating combine, potentially putting himself in the top five conversation. Uh, you know, maybe to the Giants even at pick number four. Uh, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball where uh, Stephen Jones earlier this week basically said, "Hey." We're going to use our picks on defense. We're going to rebuild this defense back up. Um, I, I thought it was, as a whole, a pretty underwhelming group. Um, let's start with Derek Brown. Uh, going into the combine, a lot of people assumed he was a lock to be a top five or six pick. Uh, I still think he's maybe the best defender after Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons. Um, you know, he came in at 6'5, 326. Uh, ran an impressive five one six for his size, uh, but there's a lot of questions now about his game after a poor three cone. Eight two two in the three cone. That was w- the worst time uh, from any player at the combine this year. Uh, that's in the one percentile for interior defensive linemen. That has some people worried that he lacks the athleticism to be a dynamic pass rusher uh, in the NFL. And my response to that is. Go watch his film, right? That's just not how he wins. It to me, it really doesn't matter if he ran a seven three three cone or an eight three three cone because that's just not how he wins. He's going to win by getting lower uh, than the offensive lineman. His power is ridiculous. He's not going to win by uh, beating them around the edge or beating guys with quickness. It's all power in his game. Now, is there a chance that he falls now in the draft because of you know maybe a lackluster athletic profile? Yeah, I think there's certainly a chance. We've seen guys in the past kind of fall, uh, especially at positions like this. Um, our friend John Owning brought up Jonathan Allen uh, from a few drafts ago. That was a guy at Alabama who was widely considered a top you know five pick, fell to pick 17 uh, to the Redskins. I don't envision Brown falling that far. But it wouldn't be surprising to me if he's not a top 10 pick in April and then he goes maybe 13, 14th overall. Uh, I Again, I still think he's one of the best players in this draft. I think he'd be a fantastic fit in Dallas. He's the exact type of player they need, not only on the defensive line, you know, next to Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn, but for those linebackers. I think you get somebody like Derek Brown on this defense. He instantly helps Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch as he can take on double teams, as he can uh, demand double teams in, in both you know the run and the pass game. Uh, so somebody just to keep an eye on uh, who could potentially fall a little bit. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is AJ Epinesa, who uh, we've talked about on this podcast before. Um, Landon maybe liked his game a little better than I did. Um, but I was really hoping for a, a solid performance from Epinesa just for the fact that it'll give somebody somebody else for the Cowboys to consider at pick 17. Uh, you know, this is somebody who had double digit sacks at Iowa over the last two years. Uh, he's got man, an ideal frame at six foot five, 275 pounds, 34 inch arms, 10 inch hands. Uh, you know, you look at him and it looks like he was designed to play the defensive line in the NFL. However, there's some you know some problems with his athleticism. A 504 40-yard dash. Um, that's the biggest one, right? You're not going to be able to win on the edge in the NFL with a 504 40-yard dash. It's just it's just not happening. Uh, everything else wasn't too bad. The three cone of 734 uh, is not terrible. The jumps were 
little maybe a little below average with a 32 inch vertical, 117 on the broad, 20 yard shallow, 446. To me, he's somebody who you know, I, as much as I'd like him to be there or be a consideration at pick 17, it just seems rich uh, to me. I think he projects in the NFL as a, a, a Trey Flowers type. And do you take that guy in the top 17? No, probably not. But I do think he's still going to be a good football player. I, I think he's going to be, you know, a week one starter for whatever team drafts him. He'll probably be, you know, one of these guys that plays defensive end on first down, kicks inside, uh, inside like on on passing situations, a la Tyrone Crawford. And maybe that's a good comparison for him. Maybe he can have a Tyrone Crawford type career where, you know, it's six, seven sacks every season. Um, you know, versatile player that can help with injuries. Um, but I'm just not sure that's a, a, a top 20 pick. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, this is somebody who, you know, even a month ago was talked about as a potential top 10, 12 player in this draft. Would not be surprised at all if he falls out of the first round. It's just the way that this this league kind of values those players. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk some more about some of these defensive linemen. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct. So they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code NFL, just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right. uh, The interior defensive lineman (laughs) had some interesting days. Uh, It's overall a pretty fast class, but not necessarily athletic. Uh, let's start with Jordan Elliott, the defensive tackle for Missouri. Uh, six foot four, 302 pounds, uh, ran a 502 40 yard dash. That's not too bad for his size. Uh, you know, he's somebody who is, uh, up the field, um, not really going to have much movement skills to him. Uh, but somebody who certainly is in the day two. Uh, projections for Dallas. If the Cowboys want to continue to add some depth across that defensive line, Elliott is somebody who I thought had a good day in Indianapolis. Uh, the vertical was pretty poor, 27 and a half. 20 yard shuttle of 4.73 is pretty rough. Did not do the three cone, so that tells me he was not going to do well in that drill. Um, but again, 
you're looking at him as somebody between picks 50 and 75. I don't think, I don't necessarily think that's somebody who was ever going to get first round uh, attention from teams. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Neville Gallimore, the defensive tackle from Oklahoma. Um, very, very similar in terms of play style to like a Malik Collins. Uh, an undersized three technique, 6'2", 304, uh, really fast. And you can see that on tape, 479 in the 40, which is just absolutely flying. Uh, but then the problems come when he has to do other stuff, right? 7973 comes, 6 percentile for defensive linemen. That's especially poor with somebody at his weight. A 501 20-yard shuttle is just awful. Uh, and if you watched any of the on-the-field positional drills, it's somebody who is really wild in terms of his technique. Some big arcs, uh, kind of lacks the overall pass rushing moves that you want to see from a three technique. Uh, it, it's it's really fun when it works. Um, when you can get off the line and you know get up the field, it looks really good. It's just I'm not sure that's somebody who is ready to play and contribute in year one. Uh, very very similar to a Tristan Hill type of prospect with maybe a little bit less less athleticism. Where do you take that player in this year's draft? I don't know. It feels like that's probably somebody who gets picked late second round, early third round, uh, and maybe they hope to develop him and put him in part of a rotation. Uh, the next guy I want to discuss is Ross Blacklock from TCU, 6'3", 290. So you're looking, again, this is a smaller three technique. Um, ran a four nine zero, which is flying for him. Uh, but again, the three-cone 20-yard shuttle were a problem. Seven 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 and the three-cone. That's 20th percentile, 467 in the 20-yard shuttle, 26th percentile. When you factor in, this is a guy who was coming off an Achilles injury, uh, has some question marks about, you know, can he stay healthy in the NFL? Not a lot of production out of TCU. Um, Again, I think this is somebody you probably gamble with in the second round, not inside the top 20 or 25 where he's been projected uh, over the last couple weeks. Um, I want to talk about a couple more edge rushers because that's, I think, a position the Cowboys could you know target uh, in this draft. We didn't see a lot of these guys participate. No Chase Young, uh, no Clavion Chase on. Um, but there are some ones that I think are interesting. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Curtis Weaver, um, the the defensive end from Boise State, who had a lot of production in in uh, at college. Now. There were some questions about how does his game translate to the next level um, because he won a lot by just running around the edge. Uh, you know, Is that something that he's going to continue to do in the NFL? I'm not sure. Uh, now, he did not run a 40-yard dash, um, which makes me a little concerned because you know he did everything else. His three-cone of 7.00 is fantastic. Uh, broad jump of 116, a little below average. Uh, vertical jump of 32 and a half. Uh, it's just right at the average mark. It's nothing. It's nothing fantastic. Um, but again, 6'2", 265, Production has the ability to bend. I want to see what that what that 40 yard dash is at his pro day. Uh, but again, this is somebody the Cowboys could certainly consider in their second round. We've seen them love these Boise State players again. Uh, you know they have Demarcus Lawrence. Could they put Curtis Weaver on that other side as a you know as a, a long-term option next to Tank? I think that makes some sense. Uh, but from his total combine, I, I, I was really really impressed with what he did. Need some more information there, but overall not too bad. 
Um, and let's finish up talking about these defensive backs. Um, this was maybe uh, the position I was looking forward to seeing the most. It, it was a, a group with a lot of guys that we have talked about so far. Um, and let's go ahead and start with maybe the guy that stole the show, C.J. Henderson, the cornerback from Florida. If you want an in-depth show on Henderson, I believe it was last Thursday, uh, Landon and I broke down Henderson, Kristen Fulton, and Jeff Gladney, uh, kind of compared and contrasted those three guys as players. Go listen to that. We talk a lot about Henderson's game. Um, but in terms of athleticism, he did everything that we wanted to see, right? 439 in the 40 yard dash, 20 uh, on the bench press, 37 and a half inch vertical, 127 on the broad jump. Uh, if you look at the relative athletic scoring, uh, Kent, uh, who is at Math Bomb, does a great job of doing that. Um, he tested in the elite percentile. We don't have the, the, the spark scores yet, but this is a 99 percentile athlete um, who you can just see when you watch him move. It's somebody who does this effortlessly, right? He can run 4-4 all day long if he wants to. It was just, it was no big deal to him. My problems with him come tackling in the physical part of being a cornerback. But in terms of pure athleticism, everything, everything you could ever want in in a corner. If the Cowboys do let Byron Jones leave, picking Henderson at 17 would make some sense as you're continuing to get athleticism back there. Uh, he had some longer arms even than what maybe people were thinking, 31 and 5 eighths inches. Um, I think this is somebody who has to be on our radar as a, as a pick for the Cowboys at 17, especially when you consider the depth of the rest of the class, right? Like we just got done talking about defensive tackles. If Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw aren't there at 17, not a lot of other options at, at that spot. But in the second round, Ross Blacklock, Jordan Elliott, Justin Matabuke, um, Gallimore, those guys all make a lot of sense for the Cowboys there. Uh, you can do the same thing with safeties. I'm not sure that there's a first-round safety in this class that makes sense for Dallas. I know people like Grant Delpit and Xavier McKinney, uh, but Landon and I both have questions about that. But if you wanted to wait to the second round to grab a safety, I think there's going to be some names there. Uh, Kyle Duggar had a monster, monster combine, 42-inch vertical uh, at 4.5 speed, 217 pounds. Uh, Antoine Winfield, we'll get to him in a second. Certainly somebody that the Cowboys could target. Uh, but the cornerback depth in this class is questionable. Um, again, we like guys like Jeff Gladney. Uh, and you know He was somebody that was one of my favorite players in the draft, but he comes with some question marks. A 7-2-6-3 cone is pretty awful for him. He's also a smaller guy. Uh, he's a little bit older of a player. Uh, Kristen Fulton, um, you know, that's somebody who a lot of people are mocking in the first round. Uh, you know, he had a pretty poor 20-yard shuttle. I didn't love his game film. Neither did Landon. He's got some question marks after being suspended uh, for an entire year at LSU. Uh, that's somebody who I, I would not be thrilled with if the Cowboys took at 17. Um, some of these other corners, even, uh, you know, Cameron Dantzler, again, one of my favorite corners in this draft, a, a long physical cornerback ran a four, six, four, 40 yard dash. What do you do with a cornerback that runs a four, six, four in today's NFL? I, I, I don't know. Uh, it just appears right now as we sit on March 2nd, that the Cowboys best plan might be to take a corner at pick 17 and then see what falls to them at 50 at safety, interior defensive line, 
tight end, wide receiver, pass rusher, you know, because it's very likely you could get a Curtis Weaver or an Antoine Winfield or a Kyle Duggar or a Cole Komet follow you at 50, the options kind of open up a little bit. But if you pigeonhole yourself to a corner in the second round, you might be taking, you know, the eighth, ninth best corner in this class. And I I have some questions about that. Um, Moving on to some of these other guys in the secondary, uh, safety, uh, Xavier McKinney, uh, ran a 4.64 40-yard dash. Now, I know some people uh, mentioned that he kind of pulled up maybe a little bit at the end of that 40. Uh, that could be the case. Uh, I, he he injured his hammy a little bit in that one. Uh, I have some concerns about his athleticism anyways. Uh, he came in at six foot 201, 30-inch arms, 8-inch hands. Uh, doesn't feel like a guy that should be picked inside the top 20. But late first round, early second round, I think you can get behind it a little bit. Uh, Grant Delpit did not do anything at the, the combine. He's going to wait to his pro day. Uh, he's still kind of coming there's coming back from a few different injuries. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about Antoine Winfield because he might have been um, maybe the biggest winner of the defensive backs uh, over the weekend. He came in at 5'9", 203, which we knew, we knew he was short. Uh, but coming in at 203 is a good weight for him, especially given his skill set. He's somebody who's going to play in a slot. He's going to play as a free safety type. That doesn't worry me. He's you know very similar to the size of Xavier Woods. Uh, there were some questions about his speed. Is this a 4.55 guy? He answered that. 4.45 in the 40-yard dash, 36-inch vertical, 124 broad jump. All excellent, excellent numbers for him. I think he firmly put himself in the second-round conversation. I think there's a chance that he doesn't make it to the Cowboys pick in the second round. But I think when you consider, would you rather have Grant Delpit at 17 or Antoine Winfield at 51? To me, that's not even close. It's it's Winfield. And if you compare him with a C.J. Henderson uh, you know, in the first round, all of a sudden the Cowboys have rebuilt their secondary in a single year with some athleticism and playmakers. So uh, certainly somebody to, to keep an eye on. Uh, we haven't heard medical reports on him yet. Uh, that's something that we're going to have to figure out over the next couple weeks. Uh, I'm sure that kind of stuff will be leaked out. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about a few more uh, other picks. Um, Kyle Duggar, I mentioned him before. Just a monster, monster combine. 449 at 61217, 33-inch arms. He's built like a linebacker. When you see his body, I mean, this guy is jacked, absolutely jacked. He could play a will linebacker in the NFL right now. Wouldn't be a problem at all. 42-inch vertical, on the 42-inch vertical, 134 in the broad. Both of those are in the 90th percentile for safeties. Um, I I love him. I, I think when I saw him in the Senior Bowl, I think you play him as an in-the-box safety who can run around and do some stuff. Pick 17 feels a little high. It doesn't seem like he's going to make it to pick 50. We know Will McClay's history as you know taking small school guys. It just doesn't happen very often with him in charge. But this is a guy that you might be willing to break the mold for. Uh, I, I again, I, I'm not the biggest Henderson fan, but the idea of Henderson and Duggar with the first two picks, man, that would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun to see that much athleticism added to the Cowboys secondary. Um, but overall, I, I think it's it was encouraging combining for for the defenders be, or the back defenders because we do have some more names to the Cowboys in the second round. I think Duggar and Winfield are realistic options if. You know, Delpit and McKinney off the board, off the board, and they will be. Um, you know, it gives you four safeties you feel really good about. Ashton Davis did not test. 
I think the second round was always a little rich for him anyways because of you know some of the concerns with his injuries uh, in, in lack of play over the last couple of years. Uh, but it, it, to me, as we again, as we sit here on February 2nd, it feels like the Cowboys are probably going to pit the secondary hard in the draft and that the defensive line will be a spot where they add in free agency. Uh, especially with some of the defensive tackles that are coming up. A lot of nose tackles. I saw today Don Terry Poe, his player option was declined. Uh, so he's going to become a free agent. Marcel Darius, who we talked about on a previous show. Sounds like the Cowboys will probably grab one or two guys there, plug that hole, address the secondary in the draft. Overall, a fun combine. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, if you guys have questions about the combine, make sure you tweet us. Uh, you can tweet me at Marcus underscore Mosier. I'll be answering questions all day long. You can tweet the show at Lockdown Cowboys. Uh, and we'll answer questions from that account as well. Make sure you follow at Landon McCool. He'll be back tomorrow. We'll do your Twitter questions. Uh, we'll talk more about the combine, uh, some of the winners and losers. But make sure you're following him. Follow the show again at Lockdown Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.